today, I want to talk to you from this thought. It is finished. I grew up in a home where we enjoyed watching athletic events on television. We, we enjoyed sports in our home, and, and one of the sport, sporting events that we loved in our home was boxing. And I love a good boxing match and watching boxing. And, and one of the things that I've always enjoyed about boxing, even before the match actually began, is I loved hearing Michael Buffer say these words. Let's get ready to rumble. How many know I better keep my day job? I am not Michael Buffer. <laughs> but how many of you remember the fight between, it was a second fight between Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield. Anybody kind of recall that fight? Yeah, some of you do. If, if you're not familiar with the fight, it took place on June 28th, 1997. And Mike Tyson describes the fight in his book, Undisputed Truth, my autobiography. And here's what Mike Tyson says about the fight. He says this, I started feeling weary, like I was blacking out a little, but my anger and adrenaline jolted me back. I just wanted to kill him. Anybody watching could see that the headbutts were so overt. I was furious. I was an undisciplined soldier and I lost my composure. So I bit him in the ear. How many know Mike Tyson wasn't fighting? That's not a fight. That's not boxing right there. You know what I'm saying? He said, Holyfield leapt. He, he leaped up in the air in pain, and then he turned to go to his corner. But I followed him and pushed him from behind. I wanted to kick him right in his groin. Come on. Come on, Tyson. Pull it together, brother. He said, but I just pushed him. It was a street fight now. So the fight resumed, and he butted me again, and the ref, of course, did nothing. So we clinched, and I bit him again on the other ear. I mean, no, Mike Tyson needed a little church back in 1997. You know what I'm saying? Need a little church. Said, but we kept on fighting to the end of the round. Holyfield was in his corner. I was still trying to get a hand on him. I wanted to destroy everything and everybody in his corner bit a chunk of his ear off. We got a picture of you right here. Check this out. This is where Mike Tyson bit a chunk of Evander Holyfield's ear off. You see Evander in pain. And Mike Tyson, after he bit, he literally spit a, a chunk of Evander's ear onto the canvas. You see, Evander thought he was getting in the ring to have a boxing match, but he didn't know what was coming. Mike Tyson didn't want to box. He wanted a street fight. Punching him in the back, shoving him in the back, biting his ear. Come on, biting in a fight. How many of you grew up maybe with a sibling or someone when you were growing up, you were in a fight and they bit you? Anybody ever been bit in a fight? Mm, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. How many of you got in a fight this past week and got bit? Don't raise your hand. Come on, we're just glad you're in church today. Don't raise your hand on that one. You see, I want us to understand that you and I are in the boxing ring of life, and we're in the fight of our life. The spiritual enemy that we're all fighting against, there, there is a spiritual enemy, and we're going to talk about him for the next few moments. And the Bible says this about this spiritual enemy in John 10 and verse 10. It says, the thief comes only to steal, 
kill, and to destroy. His name is called Satan. Some call him Lucifer, the serpent, the dragon, the liar, the evil one, and he doesn't fight fair. You think you're in a fair fight? Oh, no, you're not. He will bite your ear off. He will punch you in your back. He will try to kick you in your growing. He will kick you when you're down. You're not in a normal fight. You're in a street fight. The enemy wants to kill you. He wants to destroy everybody and everything in your corner. But the great news about Easter is, listen, you don't have to lose the fight. You will get, you will get knocked down. Your spiritual enemy will hit you. He, at times, he will knock you down, but you don't have to stay down for the 10 count. You listen, listen, Jesus Christ, what Easter is all about, it's a reminder of how Jesus defeated our spiritual enemy and how we have victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. And I want to talk to you today about the last three words that Jesus said when he was hanging on the cross and dying for our sins. You find those words recorded in John 19 and verse 30. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Those three words I want to focus on today. It is finished. The word it refers to the fight we are in. Some of you had no clue that you were in a fight until I mentioned it a few moments ago. But the Bible makes it very clear that you and I are in the boxing ring of life and we are fighting for our life. We are in a fight. Ephesians says it like this in chapter 6 and verse 12. It says, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. We're fighting against an unseen world. There really is a devil that fights against us. There really are demonic forces that war against us. Have you ever heard somebody, or perhaps you've even said it yourself, where, where people wonder, they say, why am I going through this in life? Why is this happening to me? Why do I feel like I'm under attack? You hear people say things like, why do I feel like I'm in a war right now? I feel like I'm in a war. Why do I feel like that? Because you are. You're in a battle. You're in a fight for your life. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 says, be alert and sober of sober mind. Your enemy, notice how personal it is. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You're in a fight against the enemy who has one thing on his mind, your destruction. He wants to destroy your life, your marriage your children, your relationships, your friendships, your finances, your career, your health, your faith. He wants to destroy you and me. 
And one of the biggest ways the enemy sucker punches us is by blinding us to our sin. He will literally blind people to their sin. And sin is what separates us from God. And maybe you don't use the word sin in your everyday language, and sin is simply missing the mark. It's falling short of God's standards. That's what sin literally is. And what the evil one does is he lies to people. The Bible actually calls him the father of lies, and he will blind people to their sin, and he actually makes people think what is wrong is actually right. And he lies. Oh, you're just having fun. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, it's not really just that wrong. You're you're having a good time. You're not hurting anyone. Nobody even knows. And he has a way to make what's wrong look like it's right. Are you just making money? I mean, come on. I mean, it's a little unethical, but not really. You're You're just making money. I mean, you're just doing what everybody else does. I mean, everybody else is doing it. You just, it's okay. It's, it's not that big of a deal. But in actuality, lying, cheating, sex outside of marriage, pride, murder, greed, hate, selfishness, all sin only destroys people. And the enemy realizes that. So he wants to blind our eyes. He wants us to get trapped in sin and live in sin and think what's wrong is actually right because he knows ultimately sin will destroy us. We're in a fight. It, it, the battle, the fight, it is finished. Is, is, the word is, is a linking verb. Is links the word it and finished together. And I want us to understand that Jesus is the is. Jesus is the link. Jesus is the bridge to our victory. He is the bridge between hell and heaven. He is the bridge between defeat and victory. He is the bridge between death and life. He is the bridge between losing and winning. He is the is. Jesus is the link. Jesus is the bridge. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21 says this, for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. The scripture says God made Christ the bridge, made Christ the link, not Buddha, not Muhammad, not Gandhi, not a pastor, not a spiritual leader, not a dad or a mom is the link, not, not a, a grandpa or grandma, not somebody who lived years and years ago. No, Jesus is the link. Jesus is the is. Jesus is the bridge. God made Christ and Christ alone the bridge to our victory. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 goes on to say that Jesus never sinned. Jesus is the only person who has ever lived on planet earth and never sinned. Jesus is the perfect sacrifice because he was sinless. No other human being, including me, including you, has ever walked on planet earth and can say they've never sinned. We all have sinned. We all have blown it. Our sin, our, 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 even our righteous acts can never bridge the gap 
between us and God. Actually, the scripture says that our righteous acts are like filthy rags because we fall so short of God's standard. We, we miss the mark. We, we, we will never measure up to God's holiness and his standard. We fall short. Our good deeds, being a kind person, our giving, being nice, treating people right, our good deeds can never bridge the gap because we fall short. Only Jesus Christ alone can bridge the gap and make us right with God. He is the is. He is the link. He is the bridge. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 goes on to say that Jesus was the offering for our sin. That means that Jesus took our place. Jesus, the sinless Son of God, took our place and died on the cross for our sins so that we could be made right with God. You see, here's what happened. God the Father looked down at earth, and he saw humanity in the boxing ring of life. He saw the enemy biting off our ear. He saw him wearing us out. He saw him winning the battle against us, and God the Father looked down and he saw all the killing and all the stealing and all the wickedness and all the greed and, and all the lust and all the lying, and he looked down and saw the wickedness of humanity and said, the devil looks like he is winning this war, but I've got an answer for humanity, and he tapped Jesus on the shoulder, and he says, go down and win the fight for, our, for, for humanity, and Jesus came to earth, and he was born through a virgin named Mary, and Jesus lived 33 years, and he never sinned, he never blew it, he never made a mistake, and Jesus Christ got on the cross. You see, you and I should have got on that cross. You and I deserve to die. You and I deserve to be punished for our sin, but Jesus is our offering, and Jesus, he's the only one that could do it because he's the only one who has never sinned, and so Jesus, the righteous one, the one who's never sinned, the perfect one, he got on the cross and took our place, and he died on our behalf. He hung, he bled, and he died, and he won the fight once and for all, and he defeated our spiritual enemy, Satan, on the cross of Calvary. It is. Jesus is the link. He is the bridge. He is the is. It is finished. The word finished means the battle is over. Our victory has been won forever. Our freedom has been secured. Hebrews talks about this in chapter 2 and verse 14. It says, because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. The Son, Jesus is the Son of God. And it's simply saying God became man. The Son also became flesh and blood, for only as a human being could he die. And only by dying, and that's what he did on the cross of Calvary, only by dying could he break the power of the devil, who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. 
You see, before Jesus came to the earth and died on the cross, the devil had the power here on earth. He was jabbing us. He was uppercutting us. He was roundhousing us. He was doing a little showboating. Punching us. Knocking us down. But Jesus came to the earth and died on the cross to disarm the devil and his demonic forces. And so when Jesus died on the cross, the enemy thinks he's winning. Jesus, the enemy knocked him with some blows and nails went through his hands. Crown of thorns was placed on his head. The enemy punched Jesus. Nails were placed in his feet. The enemy once again punches Jesus. I got this, Jesus. Come on, put a, put a spear through his side. And a spear went through Jesus' side. And the scripture declares that, that Jesus was bleeding from his body. And we know the Bible says without the shedding of blood, there could be no forgiveness of sins. And Jesus is hanging and he's bleeding and he's dying. And the enemy is jabbing and punching and roundhousing on Jesus. And the Bible says Jesus said these words as he was breathing his last breath. It is finished. And he died. And can you see the devil? He's rejoicing. I've got the Son of God right where I want him. Listen, humanity, I own you. I'm going to continue to conquer you. There is no hope for you. I've even defeated the sinless Son of God. And the Bible says that Jesus was buried in a borrowed tomb. And can you just see the demons and the devil as they're rejoicing? We've got Jesus down on the canvas. Come on, he's going to be down for the ten. Count one, two, Three, come on, high five me. We have defeated Jesus. Four, five, we're going to knock him out. He's over. He's dead, dead. He's out for the 10 count. Six, seven, eight. But the good news about Jesus Christ and Easter is Jesus did not get counted out for the 10 count. He was down, but he wasn't out. And on the third day, early on Sunday morning, Jesus, because of the power of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus got up with all power in his hands. And he's alive and well today. And he defeated death, hell, and the grave. He defeated the demons and Satan. He took the keys to death. He took the keys to hell. He took the keys to the grave. And the devil was defeated once and all. Jesus stepped into the ring, the boxing ring of life, and he defeated Satan and all the demonic forces. He disarmed them and won the victory for you and I. That's what Easter is all about. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 13 explains it like this. You were dead because of your sins. And boy, I've been there before. I have been dead. I remember in high school chasing the girls, doing things I had no business doing, pumping my mind full of junk. He said, but pastor, you're, you're, here, you're here teaching today. How, how are you dead? You see, you can be breathing, taking in oxygen in your lungs and be still dead. You see, I was a dead man walking. 
And I was dead because of my sins. And it goes on to say, because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. And I've been there when my sinful nature was not cut away. It was controlling me. Come on, you've been there before where you, you said, I can't help myself. I'm in a mess and I don't know how to get out of it. I'm addicted and trapped and I got secrets nobody knows about. And I don't know how to get out of this mess. It goes on to say, then God made you alive with Christ. And I know what it is to be dead, but I also know what it is to be alive in Jesus Christ. And it says, for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. He took our sin, our junk, our issues, and he nailed them to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities, Satan, his demonic forces. He disarmed them on the cross. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. I want you to understand that through Jesus we have the victory. Through Jesus, we have the victory. Through Jesus, we have the victory. You say, Pastor, what do you mean? I'm simply saying to you, I realize the devil is jabbing you. He's punching you. You find yourself against the ropes of life. He's knocking you down. He's hitting you. He's biting off your ear. He's biting off your relationships. He's biting off chunks of your marriage. He's biting off your children. He's biting off your career. He's, he's biting off. He's biting off your character and your integrity. He's having his way with you. He's trying to destroy you. And you find yourself against the ropes of life. And the enemy is having his way. And I want you to understand that you don't have to continue to live that way. Jesus won the victory. You don't have to continue to be addicted and bound and trapped. You don't have to continue to live a secret life of sin because Jesus really did win the victory for you and for me. You don't have to be controlled by the devil, controlled by sin. Jesus won the victory once and for all. And Jesus simply said it like this. It is finished. I won the victory on the cross of Calvary. You can't do anything but accept what I have done for you. And let me begin to live through you so that you can live victoriously.